Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, Judges 4 8. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is Judges 4.8. Barak said to her, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. When frightened, forced to engage in a potentially fierce battle or to enter into the unknown, how do you respond? Or maybe more importantly, in whom or what do you place your trust? Do you truly believe God is all-knowing, all-powerful, loving, faithful, and true? Not just in a hypothetical or intellectual sense, but that he is each of those things to you? Do you trust him to be the God that he says he is and to do all that he has promised to do? Or do you live as if the problem in front of you, whatever is triggering your fear, has more power and strength than Almighty God? Barak, a general or military commander, lived during the time of judges, and he seemed to struggle to live in faith. Considering his position, that was a big deal. He should have acted as a role model to God's people, showing them how to honor, trust, and obey God. Instead, he seemed to place his trust in Deborah, a prophet and judge. In many ways, his response echoed how the nation of Israel responded throughout the book of Judges. Again and again, we read about how they obeyed God throughout the lifetime of a righteous judge, whoever had freed them from oppression, but they returned to their evil ways as soon as that God-honoring leader died. And this created a cycle of rebellion, followed by desperate pleas for help, divine rescue, a period of peace, followed by rebellion and increased wickedness. Barak and Deborah came after 80 years of peace experienced under the leadership of Ehud, a judge who rescued Israel from the oppression of the Moabites and Eglon, their king. Scripture tells us in Judges 3, verse 30, that day Moab was made subject to Israel and the land had peace for 80 years. The time span of one generation. But then once he had died, the Israelites once again did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They in essence rejected their God, their protector and sustainer. And soon they found themselves conquered and oppressed once again. Scripture doesn't provide much detail regarding their treatment other than to say that they were quote, cruelly oppressed. And so they cried out yet again to God in his grace. He listened 
And he promptly responded. In Judges 4, verses 6 to 7, we read that Deborah, a prophet and the nation's leader, sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, from Kedash in Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go take with you 10,000 men of Naphtali and Zebulun, and lead them up to Mount Tabar. I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River, and give him into your hands. Now notice her words, the Lord, the God of Israel, Yahweh Elohim in the original Hebrew, the self-revealing mighty one commands you. So this was a clear and direct command from God. Notice also God's command was specific. He wanted Barak to take 10,000 men, a sizable number, and yet Although I don't know how many soldiers made up Cicero's army, we do know they had 900 iron chariots while the Israelites had none. So this would have been like foot soldiers coming against men in tanks. But the Israelites had something Cicero and all his men did not. They had Yahweh Elohim, creator God, on their side, and God had promised them victory. Deborah told Barak that God himself had said that he would give Cicero with all his men and military might into Barak's hands. Apparently, that wasn't enough to convince Barak, and so he placed a condition on his obedience, stating that he would not go unless Deborah accompanied him. Some scholars suggest he wanted Deborah to accompany him when he gathered the troops to add credibility to his role, in essence, demonstrating that he hadn't acted on his own accord. Regardless, His statement demonstrates lack of faith, and as I stated before, conditional obedience. We can often respond to God in the same way. When we sense that God is asking us to leave our job for another profession, or maybe to serve overseas, we might say something like, I'll go so long as you promise to provide for my retirement. Or when God asks us to persevere in our marriage, we might say or tell ourselves, I'll go to counseling as long as my spouse goes with me, or I'll love my husband as long as he loves me back. Or while serving in a particular ministry, you might say, I'll continue to serve so long as I see some sort of fruit from my actions. Each day, we have numerous opportunities to attach conditions to our obedience, to sort of barter with God, or to respond with the immediate and courageous obedience that Deborah displayed. Notice how she responded to Barak in verse 9, quote, certainly I will go with you. No hesitations, no conditions, but notice she also didn't belittle or berate Barak. Instead, she demonstrated a living faith. What a stark contrast, right? Then she added, but because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours, for the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. Expanding on this, Bible commentator Charles Ellicott wrote, To enter into the force of this, we must remember the humble and almost downtrodden position of women in the East, so that it could hardly fail to be a humiliation to a great warrior to be told that the chief glory would fall to a woman. Not only that, but to kill Sisera, that would have been an incredible honor, an honor Barak forfeited in fear. Now, if you continue in the story, you'll see that God indeed granted his people victory, and the honor of defeating Sisera went to a woman, just as Deborah predicted. God fulfilled his plans. His faithfulness to his promise wasn't dependent on Barak's faith, or even Deborah's for that matter. Barak had responded in fear, but even then, God showed him grace in bringing Deborah to come alongside him, and then securing the victory he'd promised. I wonder what Barak learned from this encounter. I suspect his adoration for God, his sense of wonder 
and amazement increased. I imagine his faith did as well. In fact, I'm pretty sure had God called him to another battle, Barak would have responded much differently with less fear and more immediate courageous obedience. We all have times when we respond like Barak, when we give in to fear and place more trust in systems or people. And so many times God responds to our faithlessness with grace and he helps us learn from our weaknesses and our seasons of doubt so that prayer by prayer and one obedient step after another, we grow to become less like Barak and more like Deborah, more like the chosen, adored, and amply supplied children of the risen and victorious Savior God created us to be. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you that you have already secured victory on our behalf. You are greater than anything we will encounter. You are greater than everything we fear. Lord, quiet our fears with your love. Remind us of your truth and your presence. Thank you that you are so faithful, even when we are faithless. But Lord, increase our faith. We want to obey you. Help us to surrender to you. When our fears rise up, meet us in those places, Lord, and speak your truth to our anxious hearts. Give us the courage by the power of your Holy Spirit to obey however you lead. We know you will always lead us towards your very best. It's in the name of your victorious Son, our Savior and Lord Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! 
Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project, a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.